Hello, and welcome back to Blind Spots. This is the premier film inquiry podcast, wherein I, Jake Tropila, introduce a film to my co-host and colleague, Christy Strauss. Christy, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Yeah, excited to talk turkey. Ha ha ha. I saw what you did there. Um, but yes, uh, the rumors are true. If you listened to our episode of, uh, what, what is the name of his show called? The Latest. The Latest with Jesse Nussman. Uh, Christy and I were both guests and we uh, jokingly teased a Thanksgiving episode as we're in the month of November. And uh, after we did some talking, we decided to make this uh, a reality. So as I mentioned, this is the podcast where we each introduce a film to the other that the uh, other person has not seen. Uh, and then we talk about both. Um, I would like to put a special disclaimer at the top of this episode that uh, these movies don't have to necessarily be like well received or critically acclaimed masterpieces. Sometimes you got to work with what you get, and uh, but I think we're all here to just have a fun time, wouldn't you say, Christy? I would, yes. And to add to that disclaimer, also they don't have to be beloved by us. That's yes. true. Yeah, yeah. You know, some things uh, you think uh, are silly fun, and then you rewatch them again ten years later, and you're wondering what you ever saw in it. But uh, it's okay. Last we're had, we're here for a good time. It's a th- you know, it's a time of uh, thankness and forgiving. My uh, son Dalton is uh, my co-host for this evening on my side of the microphone. So if you hear him, don't be alarmed. I did not kidnap anyone's baby. He is mine. Um, but great, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start off with the film that Christy recommended to me. Uh, Christy, why don't you take it away? Yeah, and and thank you, Dalton, as well. Um, so. When we said this on uh, the latest, it was totally uh, like, you know, uh, random first things that came to our mind. So we decided to just go with it, which is, is fun. But with Thanksgiving, there's really not that many movies somehow. It's, really, uh, yeah, it's an undersung holiday. I think right? I think planes, trains and automobiles is like the go to mm-hmm. um, Citizen Kane of Thanksgiving movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I can only even think of a couple more, like Pieces of April. Um, well, they were... Never seen that. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next year. The, the the Charlie Brown, the Peanuts Thanksgiving is a, yes. another hallmark yes. of the subgenre. But it is it is one that, and we discovered another one that we didn't get to watch with my name in it, apparently. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it is definitely one that you don't see as often. So that's that's just something to put out there for people that are being feeling creative. But yeah, the movie I recommended um, was Home for the Holidays, and it is directed by Jodie Foster. It's interesting. I think it's her second directorial mm-hmm. film after uh, what is that? Tate, my, a little man Tate. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's a movie I saw a long time ago. I still have the same DVD actually skipped a couple times. So I guess it's, it's probably been around for a long time, but it's oh, wow. basically the, um, the synopsis of it is, uh, the main character is wonderful Holly Hunter. She has had a pretty bad day, um, at work, loses her job, um, and has to pretty much write off Right after that, go and fly back home to spend Thanksgiving with her family. And she's dreading it because, of course, like, you know, many people, it's a very dysfunctional family. And she's also leaving behind her teenage daughter, um, played by Claire Danes. And so she's obviously also a little bit, uh, you know, nervous about that. But the film kind of plays out as most of these dysfunctional family get togethers do. But I feel like it's one that happens in a really, um, 
interesting but also realistic way obviously there's elements of it that are over the top and there's there's a great cast like her mom is Anne Bancroft um brothers Robert Downey Jr um mm-hmm. there's you know a lot of other people we could discuss as well but it's it's something that I I've always enjoyed a lot it's definitely not like a favorite of mine but I do think it's a, a really sweet and um you know hilarious at times but also very uh heartfelt film what were your initial thoughts uh, let me just grab a dalton here yes well his imp- his opinion is actually the more important one it certainly is um but uh my initial thoughts uh i was really confused um the i i guess i didn't really have any uh perception as to what this movie was i figured it was a uh a going back home for the holidays movie but, um, as, as the title says, duh. But, um, I, I was like, I, I felt like I was gonna, like I was on the verge of having a mild panic attack throughout this because this film really captures what it is to be back with a family that maybe you don't necessarily love, but you have an obligation to see. And like everything is just so frantic. Like characters mm-hmm. just pop into rooms and they toss off lines that don't mean anything. It's just filled with a lot of like, we especially mostly coming from Robert Downey Jr.'s character, he's he's got a lot of performance mannerisms, but um, but like at the end of it all, it's it's like a very sweet comfort film, which uh, me as I'm getting up in years is is just the kind of film I can really sit down and appreciate, and I I, I absolutely see how this could be like an annual watch for for people who do celebrate Thanksgiving movies. Um, if you don't have planes, trains around, I think this is a good alternative. Um, I think this movie's like PG-13 or something. It's, it's certainly more family-friendly, yes. if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it's so. definitely more family-friendly. Um, no, yeah. Planes, and yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s energy is just... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's great. So he's he's like introduced as this cat burglar, or so we think, or he's got <laughs> him and his buddies, Dylan McDermott. They break into his own parents' house with night vision goggles, and then he starts taking Polaroids up his sister's shirt, and so just this very, very bizarre family dynamic that they have going on. Um, but uh, and he starts dancing with his mother. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a very bizarre family dynamic because then the, obviously there's the wider family as well, but uh, yes. which you can get into. But it's it definitely. You know, and it's, it's a funny movie because it is almost anxious in the sense that, um, a lot of, you know, people can relate to a lot of, even if it's not as a whole, you know, little parts, little things about the film. Um, but there's just also this awesome kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a gag, but she loses her like stylish coat. Yes. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the airport, um, and has to wear like her mom's huge, bright pink puffy coat for the whole movie and it's just like uh i don't know it just feels kind of like a metaphor for her feeling almost out of place in a sense but uh it's i'm, it's... I'm not gonna lie i would totally rock that overlong parka <laughs> that thing is awesome it's it looks cozy um yeah she does look ridiculous in it because holly hunter's tiny and bancroft is a bit taller and so she's like just kind of drowning in this thing um, it's great on the poster too, if you yeah. to Google that. But um, yeah, she loses her coat. Uh, she's also being dropped off at the airport by her daughter, uh, Claire Danes, in an early role. And uh, there's this very nice, just kind of frank discussion they have about sex, where Claire Danes is saying, "I'm going to go to my boyfriend's house. We're probably going to have sex." And so at, at the top of like this, going home to the holidays or back home rather, 
she's also got this kind of nagging feeling of what her daughter is doing back at their, you know, in their neighborhood. Yeah. And she and, says it last thing before yeah. she drives away. It's, it's like, it's exactly, it's like just a toss stuff. Oh, by the way, my boyfriend and I are going to do this. And, and Holly, I'm just like, what? No, absolutely not. And it's, uh, so yeah, there's, it's just a perfect storm, uh, mm-hmm. for this poor woman. And yeah, she was just let go from her job. Um, and her reaction to that is just to start making out with her boss <laughs> as he fires her in her office. <laughs> Um, so yeah, def, it, this film, yeah, weirdly captures just like the kind of the neuroses of the holidays. And, um, I, I rewatched through most of it and really admired it a lot more. Um, upon a rewatch, it was a very nice, has a lot of rich layers to the family members. Yes. And speaking of that, there's also the aunt, um, Geraldine Chaplin. Yes. Um, Gladys. (laughs) Yeah. Gladys. Um, there's also her sister and you know brother-in-law mm-hmm. Cynthia Stevenson and Steve Gutenberg, which yeah. we're not looking forward to uh, to seeing Robert Downey Jr. again. Um, and there's a very like obviously the the three siblings, those two you know uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Holly Hunter are much closer, mm-hmm. and um, but it but it just shows like again like that kind of they're within families you know and I think there's a comment at some point or another that may be something about your, you're my sister, et cetera. But um, about how you don't choose your family doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you have to be close. Um, and exactly. that, that force, you know, element during the holidays where everyone has to get together, but it's not always a, you know, a pleasant experience. And, and a lot of things come out over the dinner table or mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> before and after Thanksgiving. I, I also want to just randomly say, um, before we get into the other family members, but there's also uh, a scene with David Strathan that for some reason was like, is one of the funniest scenes to me, even though it's also a little sad. Oh, interesting. um, Well, it's because he's like Robert Downey Jr.'s reactions, like watching him, he's basically talking, he was like a previous like guy that Holly Hunter was with and they called him like sad Russell or, or something like that. And he's basically just talking about how everything in his life is, horrible mm-hmm. yeah. um and and that also kind of ties into like when you go back home and maybe run into someone that you haven't seen and he, she also runs into another like previous high schooler that she, uh person she went to school with like those awkward moments also can happen around the holidays yeah um Strather and his scene his one scene is great because also he he's, he's uh, he hits he's not like one of my worries with a film like this is that it's going to be uh, just a lot of there's not going to be characters. It's just going to be a lot of exaggerated characterization. Caricatures, yeah. Caricatures, yeah. Caricatures, exactly. That's the word. Um, and and like, like you think the like this just sad sack mopey guy uh, who has basically been just stuck in this dead end blue collar job. He's like the the handyman or the plumber. Comes mm-hmm. on by the house every now and then. Um, but yeah. Strathern it's actually plays, really sad too. It's yeah. a lot of this movie is really sad. Yeah. And Strathern is an actor I love, and he plays he nails this one scene perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, Robert Downey's listening in on uh, in the other room. This kind of this movie made me remember and and yearn for Robert Downey Jr. the actor. Who, who took on fun projects and wasn't just, I know it wasn't just <laughs> Iron Man all the time. Um, 
what we need to talk about his character um because the the 90s were not exactly a progressive time uh mm-hmm. in cinema and you could you could kind of look back at old films and in kind of wince when when they have like the gay panic jokes and things like that but his character is gay um and he secretly married his uh husband um but but he's not like he's not overplaying it as a as a broad stereotype uh yeah. and and there and there's not like this whole like thing of it's not a punch it's not it's never treated like a punchline uh they're the third like family member is their sister she's very conservative she like dresses in button down like outfits and like very staunch conservative family um she kind of does not care for her brother and and recognizes like that you know him being a homosexual is not uh, like something that she cares for mm-hmm. uh and the parents seem to know but they don't really acknowledge it it's just kind of like all right well he is but i i i don't know what do you what are your thoughts on Danny's character being gay and how it's handled cuz i yeah, i think that's one of the more fascinating things about it yeah and this was 1995 i don't know that I, if i said the year um yeah but as if you couldn't when you watch it know that but <laughs> um, his, his hair is another story though yeah but, uh, go on but yeah no i i um i i felt like that was never you know, I thought that that was done very well and it was never over the top. I mean, when his character is first <laughs> thrown into the mix, it's very um, over the top. But I think it's just because his character is just very energetic. Um, oh, yeah. And he, he's the he's the guy who's got to have the last laugh in the room. Yes, yes. He's always cracking jokes. I mean, you know, he pulls the whole driving away when someone goes to get in the car thing, which I've had people do to me. <laughs> it loses its its joke after a while but um yeah he's he's just always messing around (laughs) yeah he's always goofing around um but there but there's a bit though at the dinner table where he's just kind of like you know running around and carving the turkey and taking polaroids and then his sister just kind of like like calls him out basically outs his marriage Mm. uh to his parents because they he didn't invite either of them or really let them know um Danny Jr. he like everything just drops from his yeah. face and he just he has the those great wide eyes as he just kind of stares at this sudden betrayal and again I'm reminded of how good Downey the actor can be and how yeah. he quickly and he drops the goofy guy facade and shows real pain yeah absolutely there's and there's a few of those I think with moments with most of the characters um are given mm. you know even you know like David Strathairn that's in one scene yeah are given these um, of moments that are, I don't know, kind of where reality comes through and it, it's something kind of sad and um, nostalgic or something sentimental. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked his character a lot. And of course we have to comment about his guest, <laughs> which is Leo fish. And I, it's funny, Dylan McDermott, which is funny how many times he says Leo fish. I feel like he says this. <laughs> <laughs> It's a running, it's a good running joke because they introduce him. This is Leo Fish, and the sister's like, "Who? Leo, Leo Fish? It's my name." Yeah, like um, everybody should just know who Leo Fish is. Or, or just think that Fish is not an unusual last name for somebody yeah, to have. Totally normal. Yeah, uh, but he, he's first kind of, or Holly Hunter first perceives him as, you know, he's a coworker of um, Downey Jr.'s, but he, she kind of takes it as maybe they're like a couple so that maybe something went wrong um in his other relationship and so she's i don't know kind of cold to him for a while and uh even though he's you know very charismatic and and nice and uh eventually that does soften and 
they have a bit of chemistry and then the film does have that romantic kind of arc to it. Yeah. He's, yeah, he becomes a romantic interest and they have their, they have their happily ever after on the plane. Well, Um, you know, it's interesting though, because I actually really, and not to, I guess we're not really spoiling anything, but the happily ever after that you're referencing on the plane is actually done in kind of an interesting way. I don't know. It was the vert, like the dialogue between them and basically saying like, Hey, at least we'll always have this plane ride, even if, it doesn't go any farther or something and no yeah. one needs to know because like everybody knows everybody's business. Right. So, That's um, very well put. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we, I want to also just address cause we, you know, talked about, um, memory and, uh, just kind of yearning for the past, uh, and Gladys. Um, also I was kind of worried she would just be like an, like an over the top, top character just cause she's got, um, she seems to be dealing with some sort of dementia, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, but she does have one of the funniest lines in the movies is when, um, I think Holly Hunter asks about her necklace and asks if it's a designer necklace and she just holds it up and says, Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> she put Fruit Loops on a string. Um, but her big monologue, um, was really Im- impactful on my second go through, um, cause she all of a sudden just kind of snaps to and gives this whole story about how she kissed Charles Durning the patriarch of the family like 40 years ago. And uh, it just kind of has this like sad, lonely life and says that her sister lived out all of her dreams for her. Um, it really just like right in the middle of dinner and it yeah. really just cuts to the bone um, so to speak. But yeah, that's really a beautiful monologue from her. It is. Yeah. And it's, unexpected and as much as it is for everybody at the uh dinner table as well Mm -hmm. yeah um and then uh i also wanted to just address steve gutenberg's introduction uh which is like a tim robinson character because they see (laughs) robert Downey jr's car parked in the driveway and he's just they're they're just sitting there (laughs) not getting out and he's like I was not told he was going to be here. I need to get ready to deal with him. And he's just like, <laughs> and they're watching from the window. <laughs> like, you're sitting out there for several minutes in the cold, just silently fuming. And the, they got these two bratty kids in the backseat who are bitching about, you know, being kids. And he's like, what are you going to do? Sue us? <laughs> turns and spins at them. But, um, yeah, he's, he's pretty funny too. Yeah, he is. And, it does do a good job of bringing in a lot of levity and, you know, mm-hmm. also even like moments later, something sweet. Like there's also a scene um, when Holly Hunter first gets there and she's getting in bed and Anne Bancroft is reading this. Um, what is it? Dear Abby, uh, like column question. And she's reading it to her and she's talking about like, you know, which is obviously the popular column. I don't think that still exists anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I don't believe so. <laughs> but it was but. very popular for a long time. And yeah. she reads this this long, um, you know, question or, or however, talking about someone's mother. And mm-hmm. uh, there's obviously a lot of something deeper to that. And then, you know, Holly Hunter's like, so what did Abby say? And, you know, Amber Cup's like, that's not really the point, is it? You know, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I just love that sequence because I think it's just one yeah, of those that's, things that's lovely about the movie. 
That's it. Yeah, that's a great moment. I also love Charles Durning is great in this. Mm. Uh, he very, uh, you know, he's the, very much the dad. He's, you know, filming his daughter arrive at the airport, even though she's. A, he seems like, like he's he films his, everything. I think in the yeah. car he's like, yeah, last week we did this. I have it on camera or yeah. something. <laughs> and well, he plays the organ and he just will break in a song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just interrupts Anne Bancroft and just starts dancing with her impromptu in the the living room. Yeah. Um, but he also gets a big, great big moment where he talks to. Uh, first, I like the scene where after dinner and just all this disaster has happened, uh, uh, Holly Hunter just cracks a beer and sits next to him watching TV. Uh, I like the comedy makes about his TV being too big, even though it's just like one of those standard '90s box sets. <laughs> um, but I love his monologue in the basement where. Uh, he talks about how when he worked at like an airline attendant, uh, he used his security badge to get his family on basically onto the tarmac so that they could watch a plane take off over them. It's right. like one of the best moments of his life. And he sees the uh, we, we see. Yeah, we see the uh, the like the grainy eight millimeter home video footage of that at the end when it's a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of great little details that make up this film. Yeah, it's a very, very good comfort movie. Yeah, and it, there's obviously a lot of sweetness to it. Like when they're leaving, when she's leaving, they're like, "We made that," or something. Uh, watching Holly Hunter go. Yeah. Um, mother and father. So yeah, it'll, it's definitely like funny, but also tearjerker, but also very eccentric at times. And um, there's also something about it, like the different. I don't know. It's one of those movies, like at the dinner table, first. Like I can almost smell some of the the food or something. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know. There's something about it. Um, or like, I can even imagine what the house smells like. Is that weird? It's, I don't know. It's a great bit of production design. Just this whole little house. Like it's, it feels very lived in. Mm. I, I comment nowadays when I see movies is that there's just not a lot of detail that goes into any home. Um, but yeah, this, this is like just very nice and authentic. Yeah. It definitely feels like a actual, you know, like middle-class yeah. family's home. It's not like, I don't know, everything pristine and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a lot of things are these days. And I, I don't know. It's a, it's a good one. Um, so yeah. any final thoughts? I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I greatly so. And I think I liked it a lot more now, you know, sitting down talking about it and hearing your thoughts. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a winner in my book. If you want a nice, it's even if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's at the end, it's a very good comfort movie. Yeah, for sure. And Holly Hunter's terrific. In it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she always is, but she always is. Yeah. She's great here. So, all right, well, shall we move on to our our second film of the the evening? A very heartwarming. The yeah. Very, well, I mean, hey, if you want you want comfort cinema, what what more than a a profane, wisecracking killer turkey puppet who says "gobble gobble, motherfucker"? Uh, yeah. So I recommended Thanksgiving. Um, and again, this was kind of a joke in our uh, the latest podcast because. It was literally the first Thanksgiving film that came to my mind that I thought maybe nobody has seen. Uh, sure enough, Chrissy, you've never seen this. Uh, I have. I remember it being bad. Uh, a lot of it in a deliberate way, but some in a kind of a like best worst movie way. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving. It's about a killer turkey who uh, was like born or created or on the first uh, Thanksgiving in 1621 in America. And then he somehow died. And 400 years later, he's resurrected and he strikes terror on a group of teens 
who are, are young adults who are uh, all like your your basic stereotypes of horror films. There's the the jock, the, the there's the smart girl, there's the slutty girl, there's the nerd, there's the obnoxious fat guy, and uh, they have to deal with this killer turkey. And uh, <laughs> again, this is not necessarily a classic or a film I hold with high regard, but I have seen it, and Christy has not, and we're following our rules of the right. podcast. So, Christy, what did you think of Thanksgiving? I mean, the fact that we both came up with movies right off the spot that neither of us had seen is pretty impressive, honestly. Um, That's I was true. Try- I was trying to think of a holiday movie that I didn't think a lot of people knew of, know of, which it is, and I don't know why. Hope for the holidays, but <laughs> Thanksgiving I, I, is is also one that I had never heard of or seen. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So and this is a very quick watch, um, which is probably for the best. Uh, yes. So yeah. I, I put it on and. Yeah, it is. It says like a quick, um, you know, back in olden days. I think it says. <laughs> it says a year. And so in parentheses, it says olden days. That's okay. That's my very first note. It says the year sixteen twenty one. Yeah, parentheses in the olden days. <laughs> it's there's a lot of weird redundancies uh, in this movie. Like when the teens are all. The idea is that they're all leaving for their Thanksgiving break. Um, the the the. I don't, I don't know, slutty girls. Is that appropriate to say? Uh, I mean, they make fun of her about it the entire yeah, movie. They yeah, actually make the same joke twice, I think. They make a, well, well, so they all, so they all, they're all leaving on Thanksgiving break. Everyone gets the week off. Um, she's like, yeah, spring break. Can't wait to flash my titties. And, and they're like, uh, it's not spring. It's like, it's not spring break. It's Thanksgiving break. Um, but yeah, so they, like I mentioned redundancies, the kids are driving in the car to go out like to their side in the woods and, uh, the nerdy guy, he's like, he says like, he's going to like get his freak on basically. He says, I'm going to go skinny dipping with my clothes off. <laughs> I'm like, that's what it already means. You don't yeah. have to elaborate. Um, but yeah, there's, so yeah, we open, it's the first Thanksgiving, uh, the very first shot of the movie is the, the nipple of a topless pilgrim lady, uh, who's chasing. That's just how they ran around, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It's, you know, in very, uh, (laughs) period appropriate attire. (laughs) She's killed by the evil Turkey. And then we get in a 65 minute movie, we get three minutes of opening credits and then we get more action. I know. I actually thought the opening credits were some of the best part of the movie i was like oh these are done pretty well um but yeah i uh i also did not know that the turkey spoke so when this the turkey kills that opening girl (laughs) comments on those um (laughs) breasts in other words um i was like whoa what the hell (laughs) we're going there okay he talks um and yeah so after that it, it it was unexpected, but um, it's very clear very early on just how ridiculous and over the top and low budget this movie is. All those um, the college students are very much um, exact kind of trope characters. It's it's like the only thing missing is is like the stoner kid, right? Or the uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the, the maybe the fat guy kind of covers that basis. I, I guess, know, yeah, a, a lazy character, but yeah, even, who even by the way rips his shirt, but then he's in the car and it's not ripped. Yeah, and, and there's this weird little like shot of them just kind of walking to the car that the director seemed to arbitrarily speed up. I guess 
I guess he thought his 65 minute movie was running too long, so he had to get to the point sooner. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Also, so, the the jock looks like he's like 45. Yeah. Oh, you know the kids. <laughs> like I I stopped myself after I said teens because I'm like, there. Okay, there's no way they have to be at least college level. Um, but but yeah, they're all like very much like um like he has like the dad that hasn't talked to him since he <laughs> lost mm-hmm. his you know, uh, first string quarterback. Um, but yeah. then, you know, he goes to tell him, dad, I, I got it, uh, or I got it back or something. And his dad's suddenly proud. And then Turkey comes along, but, um, that's, that's jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, like they, the geeky kid talks about the tale of the Turkey, the killer Turkey. And, um, you know, nobody believes him, of course, but you know, they soon find out, uh, you know, how yeah. dangerous this, He's not only not only a talking, killing turkey, but he's got attitude and he makes a lot of jokes. You know, he he finds it all very humorous. He's he's basically Freddy Krueger as a as a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Freddy Turkey is what he is. Also master of disguise. Yeah. So, okay, I guess that's the one thing where this film (laughs) thinks it's clever. They the is the is the sheriff the the main gal's father. Is yeah. that okay? So there's the sheriff um, who his wife hates him. She shits in his coffee. Yeah, he, I did not expect that either. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I I for, had forgotten about that, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> but he also has like a hilariously bad taped on mustache. Mm. Uh, instead of just hiring somebody who has a, who can grow a mustache, they have this obviously taped on one. Um, but he brings the turkey, and the turkey is wearing Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> to disguise him from being the real killer turkey. And then the turkey kills him, cuts his face off, throws it over himself. And then when he opens the door to the, the five, I'm just going to call them the teens, whatever. He opens the door to the five teens and they're like, oh, hi, dad. And it's, it's this obvious <laughs> turkey with a sliced off face on its head. And not even like in clothes. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. And it's a little funny, like when the dad invites him in, he says he's a friend of your, you know, his daughters, and he sits at the table with them. And yeah. the dad's in like a turkey outfit, kind of like I, I don't even know why. <laughs> I guess just to get in the holiday spirit. But they like carry on a conversation for like a minute, and it's almost like the turkey is not going to kill him because he's like, "Well, this kind of this feels awkward. I'm going to go." But then he pisses him off. But yeah, yeah. I, I forget what he says to make him turn, but yeah, he does change his mind. Yeah, um, and then. So as you know, as expected, there's several of these kids, so we got to have a body count. And then uh, when the fat guy is killed, uh, Christy, <laughs> do you want to talk about your favorite part in the movie? <laughs> yes. Um, when they discover his death, there is a, a song, a kind of a <laughs> as we see a montage of memories of the uh, the nerdy kid. It's funny that we're just calling them this way because I don't know their names I, yeah. and I don't know if I care to look. <laughs> Sorry uh whomever made this home um but yeah i it's like a montage of memories of them being best friends and there's this song that starts up that's like you know you were mm-hmm. my you know best friend and you died and it's uh it goes on for a good like minute i want to say um it's probably the best produced thing in this movie is <laughs> is montage i mean you mentioned it's kind of like it has a very lonely island flavor to the lyrics Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of ironically saying what's happening on the screen. Yeah, killed by a turkey. Or like, <laughs> like South Park and Team America. Just yes, 
now you're dead and the turkey's not my friend and you're my dead friend and so if you're if you're curious just go to youtube type in thanks killing billy friend song and you can watch the full minute of the performance online yes uh, rather than sit through the film yeah yeah um but yeah that 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 made me laugh pretty good that caught me off guard um that was yeah one of my favorite little uh things throughout the film which there isn't very many yeah. uh the master of disguise that and then the, the joke that we both agreed on made us laugh which was like yeah they're they have to find out figure out how to kill the turkey so they're searching this the, yeah and the, the turkey archive. shows them to the garage as yeah. is her father where the books are kept <laughs> yeah so and they're searching through all these books and there's this like just a lot of cross-faded montages of them just flipping through book after book after book and they finally find the one and they blow dust off it and like ah oh, thank god we've been searching for this forever and the the, the writer of the two gals says what it's only been five minutes and <laughs> they immediately find the book um just another random line i i wrote down is um when they come across a dead body uh, I forget like the first like the I only wrote the punchline, but they's like, huh, that's weird. There's this this dead body here, and these there's next to this knife and this extra small gravy flavored condom. Yes. <laughs> Got it. I be- totally did. I I was like, oh no, they're going there. All right. I apologize. That's not a highlight. <laughs> it's not a highlight. Just a thing that happens. But the but the gravy. That was that was kind of a. I, I would yeah. like to say funny. I mean, it did make me, I guess, snort for a second um, with the that comment. But the actual yeah. scene itself, I was like, seriously? <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, we're basically just recreating the film for you right now. You don't have to watch <laughs> you, it. We're we're doing you a favor. Yeah. Since you do not have to watch it. Yeah. But, yeah, and we, uh, we discovered after this movie ends, it's got a very, like, oh, the killer comes back for one more scare, and he even... When he rises from the dead as a cooked Thanksgiving turkey plate, he says, he's like, oh, I'm coming for you in the sequel, biatch, or something like that. And then uh, we discovered there is, in fact, a film called Thanksgiving 3. Uh, Thanksgiving was released in, I think, 2007. Um, and then in 2012, they finally got around to making Thanksgiving 3, and it was marketed as the first film to skip a sequel. Uh, so if you're wondering at home, that goes the order goes Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving three. That's the entire franchise. Uh, I've not seen the other film, and I don't they're know just, if I have plans to. They're very, they're really trying to outsmart. Although it looks like it's got Muppets and a chainsaw on the poster, so I don't know. Maybe there's maybe, maybe there's something. Maybe that'll be next year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if if I watch it and become a fan in the next year, I will let you know. Uh, there is one other th- random thing too. It's it's kind of just some of those dialogue things because I mean all the jokes are horrible and like fall fly when they're trying to be funny. Yeah. But um, the uh, the jock guy's parents die and then he's driving like sad and he's like, no more cranberries or no more. <laughs> he's like basically talking like not about the fact that he's lost his family, but there won't be Thanksgiving anymore. Yeah, it's it's you know because it's a Thanksgiving movie. We have to remember that's why we're here. So, right, uh, but still, lo- I feel like it's... he's he's lost the one night of the year he was looking forward to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyways, that's I don't have much more energy to go on about Thanksgiving to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think that that's a that's a wrap on the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wrap on the bird. So, anyways, um, like a fork in it, it's done. 
Absolutely. I don't yeah. know how many more of those I can come up with, but. Yeah, it's, it made me sleepy, I guess. <laughs> there were no leftovers. I don't know. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the fun, chaotic end of our, uh, of our episode of Blind Spots. Um, and thank you very much for joining us on the special holiday edition. Uh, Christy, where do you, uh, if you want the people to find you online, where can you be found? Yes. So of course our site is filminquiry.com and you can find our Twitter at, at filminquiry. And my personal is Strauss, S-T-R-U-S-E underscore Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, K-R-I-S-T-Y. There we go. Nice. Um, it's a good save. I know how to spell my name, I think. Yeah. I'm I don't know. To... All this turkey's got me cuckoo, so. <laughs> well, you did eat 40 of them <laughs> in 40 days. Um, shout out to that reference. Uh, and I'm at Jake Tropila on all things, uh, J-A-K-E-T-R-O-P-I. LA? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, so hit me up there. Um, and then yeah, we're also, we're still, we're still doing the show happily. Uh, we're still also taking requests. If you think you can stump us with a film that neither of us have seen and you think it's good and you want to recommend it, uh, we may, we may put it on the podcast. We may, yeah. uh, if you got two, even better. Bring it but, on. Uh, and if it happens to be Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving three, I will <laughs> take it into consideration. What are we doing? Uh, oh man. It used to be a respectful show, but uh, it still is. We're keeping it, it that is. way. But, yeah, thank you very much, anyone. Uh, please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, enjoy, share the podcast. Let us know how much joy it brings you. And uh, until that next time comes, stay golden, turkeys. Groovy. Why did you have to?